Welcome to the final drive in the Titan Tiger Report as March Madness has officially hit us and are your brackets already busted? Michael Brauner, along with Corey LeBounty, joining you this afternoon. And of course, you just finished listening to the Crimson Tide come away with their first round big-time victory over the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. 96 to 75 and Michael how are you doing this afternoon my friend Virginia choked, man. It, it is unbelievable. I mean, credit to head coach Tony Bennett of the Virginia Cavaliers for winning a national championship because there are plenty of first-tier coaches who have never had an opportunity to even play in a national championship game. But once again, the Virginia Cavaliers, the only team in school history as a 16-1 and one seed, Virginia was a one seed and let – them be defeated as a 16 seed and this year it really didn't get any any easier for Virginia 13-4 again I didn't think there would be a lot of Cinderella's invited to this dance but Furman makes their way in and punches their ticket along with the Crimson Tide and it really handled their business today against Texas A&M Corpus Christi along with our winner last night in our WNSP March Madness matchup challenge Howard picked up Alabama to win it all. So Howard still has an opportunity to win the grand prize from WNSP. But when we had that barrel going last night and we're picking names, the last name picked from a team for how was Alabama. So he knew once his name was called, he was going to be paired with Alabama, who was the overall number one seed. Well, Michael, I, I will say this. You know, last night, a wonderful opportunity for everyone to come down to Moe's Barbecue downtown and weren't able to make it. Then you missed an opportunity as a qualifier to pick your team. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. But as a whole, today, so far, I know I had West Virginia defeating Maryland, and that did not happen. And because... West Virginia did not defeat Maryland. That was a tough situation. Maryland finds a way to escape and stay alive and just weren't able to hold on. Bobby Huggins comes up short, and I had West Virginia, I mean, excuse me, Virginia having an opportunity as well to play Alabama in the round of 36, but so much for that. And Auburn, they're going to try to get the same type of attention and have the same type of love that Alabama was shown today in Legacy Arena. And that just 
was for an off day for our main guy, Brandon Miller, not having an outstanding day. And when you start looking at, okay, we knew that Coach Nato said that Brandon Miller may have some nagging injuries coming in off of the SEC tournament. I didn't expect him not to be able to perform at all today. Well, at the end of the day, the Alabama Crimson Tide, they do find a way to survive in advance. And with it being March Madness, that's the name of the game. And Alabama came out smoking from the three-point line. And you look at their overall 15 out of 33. And if Alabama shoots at that clip for the duration of this tournament, for the next five games, there's no doubt in my mind that they will win a national championship. And I know we have a caller on the line who wants to discuss what went on. Welcome to the Tide and Tiger Report with Corey LeBounty and Michael Bronner. Cool. No, I, I don't think that it was pressure at all because in a situation he had 41 points when this investigation broke off on the road at South Carolina so Brandon Miller he's been dealing with this cloud over his head for a while it's just today it wasn't his day and, and that's okay if you're going to have a bad day you would much rather it be against the 16 seed and one of your teammates pick up the slack for you than for you to have this type of game as you move on against uh, a Maryland or as you move on against possibly San Diego State or Arizona. Well, cutting down the nets is what the name of the game is now for Alabama. And again, when you start looking inside what Alabama was able to do today, 96 points is very explosive. And taking care of the basketball was important for the Crimson Tide. Only eight total turnovers today. And that's what you're supposed to do. I think that Vegas knew what they were doing overall, having it a 24-point spread, I think it was, and wind up. Alabama winds up winning by 21 after that late three-pointer by Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But as far as the distractions that have gone on with the Alabama Crimson Tide, they've had distractions for the last two months. So that's nothing new. And then yesterday, I know that Athletic Director Greg Byrne came out with a statement. I heard Chris Stewart read it around halftime stating that this New York Times article was just irresponsible. And, Michael, I know that the New York Times article placed one of Alabama's players on the scene with Brandon Miller, and that really, Kai Spears' lawyer said, look, 
not only was he not in the car, you know, you're looking for a lawsuit for just reporting information. And I know sometimes you do things for clicks, but that's that's irresponsible at this point in time. 100 percent irresponsible. Well, at the end of the day, again, Alabama's been dealing with distractions the entire season uh, as far as coming in, trying to find, all right, are we a top 25 team? They proved that they're a top 25 team. Then you have this horrible situation with the murder that occurs, and Alabama's players are trying to find a way to regroup themselves and to just – at the, with the tragic loss of life, you, you can't minimize that and the distractions that it's had on everyone involved. And, of course, when Coach Oates spoke out of turn in regards to what he probably should not have said as it came off inconsiderate, at the end of the day, Alabama is still playing in the NCAA tournament, Michael, but – I just feel that the distractions that are around this team somehow have found a way to bring them even closer together as they've won the SEC regular season championship, the SEC conference championship, and today look like a number one seed overall in the NCAA tournament. We're listening to the Tide and Tiger Report here on WNSP 105.5, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Tide and Tiger Report. Call now at 694-1055 or take part on the WNSP app. Once again, Corey and Michael. Welcome back to the final drive and the Tide and Tiger Report. And don't forget, folks, tomorrow morning, the opening kickoff is on the road and they will be on the campus of Cottage Hill Christian Academy and Cottage Hill Christian Academy making some breaking news today as Stacy Luker is hired as the new head coach at Cottage Hill Christian Academy taking over for Bobby Parrish and Mark and Lee will be on the campus 
tomorrow morning to talk to Chris Brazell and possibly even Stacy Luker. And again, Stacy Luker, a 2022 Alabama High School Hall of Fame member, 28 years in the business, six state championships. And he won at Sweetwater in Clark County. And before we went to the break, we were talking. And, and my buddy Michael, was he was very happy about his perfect bracket. No more. Well, folks, is your bracket officially busted? Because Princeton, as a 15 seed, has upset Arizona as a two seed, 59 to 55. And they don't call it March Madness without reason and rationale and that just goes to explain i had arizona all the way down to my round of elite eight playing alabama yeah. so much for that the princeton tigers say hey we're not just smart in the ivy league we win in the ivy league too and that's a huge win and who else's bracket is officially busted it's good for alabama it's good for alabama well, it's a situation to where what was good for Alabama today was the overall play of of their bench. And I think that Alabama got a lot of production out of their bench today. Again, Brandon Miller took five shots today, didn't hit a single one, 0 out of 5. And because of that, Alabama still was able to find a way to win the game with Brandon Miller not scoring but who picked up the slack today? Well, you had Mr. Pringle to have 19 points, and I know we have a caller who's calling in. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Tide and Tiger Report with Corey Labounty and Michael Bronner. Sorry, guy, Chuck. Hey, Corey. Just just a heads up. I really, really enjoyed meeting you guys uh, last night. Uh, now, you didn't do me any favors by picking me that tube of toothpaste. But, uh, <laughs> Colgate. <laughs> we tried. I got Chuck, Chuck Colgate. My bad, Chuck. Colgate yeah, is who, yeah, who yeah. I drew for Chuck. Okay, but, uh, yeah, I was going to say that cat fight that just finished between the Tigers and the Wildcats, uh, Princeton uh, scored the last nine points in that game. So uh, hats off to them. Yeah, they're, they're more than just smart. Uh, but I will say this. I, I did not know this until today. Uh, Coach Nate Oates had said that uh, Brandon Miller had struggled with a uh, growing injury in the SEC tournament. Well, here's a guy who had double-doubles in every game and ended up with the MVP. So... I don't know if this is a cumulative thing, but certainly you, you made a point earlier, and I would just emphasize that, echo it, that uh, like with the story yesterday from the New York Times, this is either going to galvanize them or it's going to splinter them. And so far, I think it's galvanized them. Uh, and I'll say this, uh, Kai Spears' parents are not playing around. No. You know, they've hired a law firm already. They're going after the New York Times. and. Uh, you know, we all know about it. Uh, do we have to hear it ad nauseum? It, it reminds me, uh, Bonner, see if you remember this. One. If, you, if you were watching Alabama football when Mark Ingram was playing, if, if, if CBS was broadcasting the game, Vern Lundquist could not call a game without saying, well, we're pretty sure that Mark's dad is watching from uh, – Rikers Island in New York where he's imprisoned for such and such and such and such. Okay, uh, we, we know about it. Uh, 
what can he possibly do about it? Not anything. Here's the thing, Chuck, and, and, and I mean, it's a tough topic because I, I, I obviously it's going to be talked about all of March. I, I understand why, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Sure. It, it's just like sure. in the like they're talking in terms of Charles Barkley and, and and Kenny the Jet and all. The, I mean, they're talking about it in the pregame. They're talking about it at halftime. They're talking about it in the postgame. Jim Nance is talking about it during the game. It's just like everyone everyone knows what happened. I mean, it, at this point, it, I, I just don't – it's not accomplishing anything. No, it's clickbait. But it's irresponsible journalism, Chuck. More importantly, it's irresponsible yeah. journalism to where you you're, you're, you're reporting that someone was at the scene identifying him as the fourth basketball player at the scene of the shooting of Jameer Harris – it, that that is ridiculous because again, if you need that type of clickbait, then you need to use your newspaper for toilet tissue, period, or for, for bird the hey, bottom and, of a bird cage. Uh, b- yeah, because that's I, just I know y'all got to go, but I do. Uh, Bonner, I will say I'm with you, buddy. I, I had Thurman today at Vanson. And, and, and I also had Maryland. I can't so, say I had uh, Princeton, Chuck. So yeah, I'll take it though. Yeah, two, I, the two I, seed I, Ben's region is gone. Princeton. Well, and, and I'm saying, like I said, uh, you know, uh, I may have to eat these words tomorrow, but keep keep an eye on uh, Kent State. Just keep an eye on I'm gonna keep an eye, I'm going to keep an eye on your Colgate toothpaste, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, who knows what can happen now? Well, I tell you hey, what. Hey, you, you know that old saying. Once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't get it back That's in there, brother. So, that, that's right. Team two is done. I appreciate the call, Chuck. It's Chuck uh, coming through, and he came through Moe's Barbecue last night. And, again, I, I was hoping to get him a better draw, but I did draw him Colgate <laughs> out of the who, barrel. Was it you who drew it? I did him? draw it. I did draw him Colgate. And, you know, we, we talked about Virginia head coach Tony Bennett, but how, how does Arizona feel now? It's a 15 <sighs> and two. I mean, the March Madness is going to happen, and and that's part of the game. But at the same time, Michael, it just it gets it gets really it, it gets my blood boiling when you have at this point in time, two months later, if the investigators have not come out with any new evidence, by all means, the New York Times had absolutely zero business reporting that Alabama's walk-on basketball player Kai Spears was the fourth athlete at the scene of a murder. And I hope they'd sue the Sox off the New York Times and they have to go ahead and print a retraction saying, look, we misspoke. And I know athletic director Greg Byrne put out a statement uh, echoing what Kai Spears' attorney said. But at this point in time, you know, you you just – you can't be that irresponsible. With the Kai Spears thing, uh, again, I – I don't think the New York Times just made up a story and, and, and ran with it. I think they probably got bad sourcing on it, and and, and that's what happened. Uh, obviously, the result is the same in terms of uh, harm that's done. So, uh, th- I'm not saying that's an excuse or anything like that. I, I'm just I'm, you know, playing devil's advocate. I guess there, there's no malicious intent there. It's just like rec- a reckless. Uh, I think it's malicious. I don't think they made it up. No, no. Is what I, I'm saying. But they did make it up because he wasn't there. I Again, yeah. It, I think they up. probably got a bad sort. The the story is not true. There you so, go. So it, I, it's I, it's bad. You. It's bad business. Again, uh, as for as for Brandon Miller, it's like 
the same conversation is being had over and over and over and over and over again on pregame, postgame, halftime, uh, over and over and over again. Well, we knew that it was going to go ahead and follow Alabama yeah. for the duration of the tournament uh, and really – for the duration of the offseason, you're not going to be able to say Alabama basketball without mentioning what occurred. And unfortunately, it takes the focus away from a couple of things. You know, you still have a family who is without a mother and a family who has lost a, f a close family member. And I, I just think that at the end of the day, you know, athletics is a way to try to get away from a lot of diversity and a lot of problems that are in society. And hence March Madness gives people an opportunity just to get away and enjoy the purity of the game. And it, again, Jamia Harris's death is something that we've been talking about for a couple of months and we'll be talking about probably linked to this Alabama team, whether it, wins the national championship or does not at the end of the day it still does not diminish the fact that Jamia Harris lost her life and it should should have been the case because a horrible decision was made when we come back the Tide and Tiger report is where we will have an opportunity to continue to try to get in touch with Luke Robinson and Luke Robinson can give us some more information about an Alabama football player who was arrested today, as well as more information about the Tide and can they continue to roll in the second round. Hey, this is Jimmy Ripple from the Gator Boys, and you're listening to WNSP on 105.5. Welcome back to the Tide and Tiger Report. Call now at 694-1055 or take part on the WNSP app. Once again, Corey and Michael. Back to the final drive and the Tide and Tiger Report here on WNSP 105.5. Corey Labounty along with Michael Brauner joining you this afternoon. And, of course, the Alabama Crimson Tide were victorious today and want to talk about the victorious Alabama Crimson Tide with Luke Robinson, who's locked on Bama. And we'll kind of go in reverse order of what has happened today, Luke, because, you know, we just finished talking on the air about the irresponsibility of the New York Times and what they reported. But there was another story that was kind of breaking news, and it, it really bothered me because Tony Mitchell the young man from Thompson High School, a defensive back who was an early enrollee, there were reports that he was arrested on uh, possession of a weapon charge. And I, I just, I, I hate when young people make bad decisions or, or around as an athlete make the decisions that really can affect their future. And I know with everything that's the cloud that's surrounding the Alabama basketball team in regards to weapons and this today involved weapons and drugs. It, it, it's a tough situation, Luke. It, it certainly is. And you hate that, um, you know, it, it's just another headline. I mean, first of all, you, I, I don't even know what to say about the Tony Mitchell situation right now because it all it is all very fresh. <clears throat> I think we've all learned a, a big time lesson 
about this Brandon Miller situation where we shouldn't even call it a Brandon Miller situation. It is more uh, a situation that doesn't involve him very much at all. And I'm very frustrated with the way the media has handled um, his involvement or lack thereof. And now the Tony Mitchell thing comes out. And when something like that happens, what people start doing is mixing them together and putting them on the pile and just saying, you know, this is a problem with with culture at Alabama, which I don't think that's an issue at all, frankly. I, I think that uh, these are two totally separate incidences. Um, and I think that, you know, the Tony Mitchell thing uh, shouldn't even be mentioned in the same breath, but it will be. I mean, this people will use this as an excuse to um, to really harp on, you know, the state of, of the University of Alabama right now, which I hate. Um, I, I really hate it for Brandon Miller because I feel like he's uh, – Boy, he is being—he's been convicted in the court of, court of public opinion, uh, and, and basically burned at the stake by some folks already. And I just hate that. But the Tony Mitchell thing—it um, certainly looks a little bit more cut and dried, and it, it's very frightening for him, I'm sure. Uh, but that being said, he should not put himself in that situation. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think we all need to let everything play out, let the authorities do their thing, and if he is. Uh, you know, eventually convicted of this. I mean, I, I think the proper measures will be taken. But for right now, I don't. I don't think there's anything that needs to. The university needs to come out and address anything. I think they just need to to, to let things play out and um, see what happens with him. But yes, it, it does look very bad for Mitchell right now. If you ask me, that's the only thing I can say about it. I know Coach Saban will hold a press conference this evening as soon as we go off the air here on WNSP, and I'm quite sure he'll be asked about it, and he probably will address it. Um, and, and knowing Coach Saban and his, his – the first thing he'll say is, you know, we'll continue to gain information, and that's really all I'm going to say about that. And, and I guarantee, you know, he won't expound. And, and I think that, again, going back, Luke – to Nate Oates' press conference when he was not informed and didn't have all the information where he wished he would have not made a statement, Coach Saban's not going to make that same mistake. I, I think that coaches across the country will learn from that situation when Coach Oates, after practice, was asked about that, and we'll just move forward just as the Alabama Crimson Tide did today. Yeah, I think that, look, unfortunately for Coach Oates, he, he – was the one that helped provide a pretty valuable lesson in, in what not to say. I mean, look, we can all talk about how Brandon Miller has been thrown under the bus by some national writers uh, who apparently just don't seem to be doing their due diligence. But I think it's also very fair to say the PR side of this from Alabama's standpoint has certainly been lacking as well because uh, there are some things that either have been said or should have been said differently and um, they, they just they, – they are not said at all. And uh, it seems like Alabama had a few missteps right there at the very beginning of all this, and a lot of this could have been cleared up much more quickly. Uh, and, unfortunately, Alabama uh, representatives made the situation a little bit worse there at the very beginning. So uh, I feel like in the end that, that will straighten itself out, and hopefully the, the football powers that be will realize – from those mistakes and, and then move forward with this when it comes to Tony Mitchell. But in the end, I want to reiterate, I'm certainly not making excuses for, for Tony Mitchell here. I mean, it, it looks, it does not look good. Uh, that being said, I think I'm, I'm just going to wait until uh, things are much more concrete with this situation before passing total judgment. 
We're talking with Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama. And I'll tell you, today, if you're going to have Brandon Miller have an 0 for, 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from the three-point line, again, being able to have five total rebounds, you wanted it to be a one versus 16 because Alabama's going to need him for the rest of the tournament, the remaining five games. It's sure not going to get any easier, but Alabama victorious today, 96 to 75 over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah, it probably should have been 96-72, and there are probably some <laughs> folks who are a little bit upset about that last little three-pointer, but you know that happens. Um, and it's unfortunate for some and lucky for others, I guess I should say. Everybody talks about the ones who lost on that last-second meaningless shot, but what about the ones who won on it? So right. uh, I guess congratulations to them. That being said, I think that what a huge win. I mean, eight different players, none of whom are named Brandon Miller, hit a three-pointer. Um, Nick Pringle goes for 19 and 15. Mark Sears hits three three-pointers in a row in this game. Gets back on track. Namari Burnett, Ryland Griffin, Dom Welch, uh, JQ, Clowney, they all hit three-pointers. Um, it, it just a lot of positivity all the way around. Alabama certainly played very well at times, like the best team at the, in the country. There were some defensive lapses for sure, and I thought Nate Oates did a fabulous job of making sure he knew that they, those, those were defensive laps lapses on Alabama's part and um, it feels like he called timeout at the appropriate time and, and said look guys we can get away with it today we're not going to be able to get away with it in the round of 32 you know sweet 16 all that so I, I think he did a very good job of coaching today I thought he was uh, you know there were some people who wondered why Noah Clowney was still in the game with two fouls uh, relatively late in the first half and, you know, I was fine with it because I think you need to teach these kids at some point, hey, you've got to learn to play in foul trouble too. Now, you've got to still be aggressive. you still got to play good defense. But you need to be as careful as you can possibly be. And Noah Clowney, at the end of the first half and at the very beginning of the second half, uh, got fouls. And so I think it's a, a good lesson for him. to He's got to learn to deal with that. He's going to be dealing with foul trouble from time to time. Um, and he has been known to uh, have some charges drawn on him and things like that. So I thought that was fine. I th I, again, nobody wants Brandon Miller to have zero points. I mean, if you're an Alabama fan. But uh, if he's going to have a good game like this, I think it's totally fine and, and totally wonderful for the team that uh, everybody else had to pick it up. And I think it, what a confidence builder for the squad that everybody looks around and goes, yeah, when we have Brandon Miller and he's on, he's the best player on any court. But we can win when he's not on. And I think it's a confidence builder for both the rest of the team and for Brandon Miller to take the weight off his shoulders of, I don't have to do everything all the time. Yeah, let's talk about Brandon Miller for a second, Luke. I, I mean, obviously zero points. I, I, If I'm not mistaken, that hasn't happened all season. Uh, I mean, do you see this as he was just off today? Do you see it as he was distracted a little bit? I mean, if there was ever a game to be distracted in, it would have been the South Carolina game this year, and obviously that was his best performance in an Alabama uniform. So I, I think it would be kind of a lazy narrative to say, oh, he was distracted and and his head wasn't in the right place. But, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, obviously they still won by 20, so it, it's not super concerning or anything. But, I, I, I mean, do you read anything more into it than he just had an off day? 
No, and frankly, I'm not even sure how much of an off day it was. He had been dealing with what I, I believe to be a, a groin injury, um, but it, very mild. I mean, but still irritating. And, you know, everybody this time of year has got a little something going on, right? And But especially somebody like Brandon Miller, who plays so many minutes, and he, he's got the weight of the, the world on his shoulders when there's not controversy swirling around him. So, because he's the, the best player in the country, if you ask me. But um, I'm not reading anything into this about – uh, yeah, he was totally distracted or any of that stuff. I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, if you think, go back and think about the game. Noah Clowney comes out, hits a couple of threes. Mark Sears didn't get hot. Interspersed in that, Miller had taken a shot or two. He just uh, didn't make them. So I think then it gets to the point where Alabama's hovering around the, you know, being up 18 to 20. And all of a sudden, you don't need him to score anymore. And you're, it's fine with other guys getting on track. And look, let's not forget, against Arkansas this year, earlier this year, in Fayetteville, he didn't take a shot in the first half. Against Houston this year, he scored all his points from the free throw line. And that's the only other game I remember where he didn't score double digits. I, don't th- I think he scored eight points in that game, zero points today. And I think every other game he had double digits. So, I, I mean, that's, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, and, again, I don't think it had so much to do with the fact that there was, you know, armed security there for him or any of that stuff. I just believe the flow of the game was such that, okay, he can – Alabama got a big lead, and then some of the other guys are making things happen. He had, some, he had some nice passes. He had some nice rebounds. He had a good block. He was into the game. It wasn't like he was totally distracted. He was doing some good things. Uh, he just wasn't scoring today, and they didn't need him to score today. So, And I think that that's fine. And, again – um, it worked out great for Alabama regardless. I don't think he'll go scoreless Saturday. How about that? I, I agree with you there. Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama. And, Luke, Alabama will be playing Maryland, and Maryland found a way to come back and beat West Virginia, and it could have been another March Madness moment with that running one-handed three-pointer that was taken by West Virginia at the buzzer and was missed. But West Virginia jumped on Maryland early, so that just shows that a 22-team win Maryland squad is not going to roll over for the number one seeded Alabama Crimson Tide. No, I don't think they are. Look, Alabama and Maryland have a history in the tournament, and they obviously played two years ago. Alabama ran them out of the gym. Uh, they scored over 90 points on them, had a fantastic day. This Maryland squad's no joke. I mean, they play in the Big Ten. They're a Power Five school. They've got history. They've got history in the tournament. They've won a national championship in the Final Fours. Uh, they've got dudes on this team. Now, they, I don't think they're as talented as Alabama, and I don't think they have anybody who's as good as Brandon Miller. But that doesn't mean on any given day that they can't show up Saturday and, and beat Alabama. I, certainly they can. But I feel like Alabama's playing as, any, any, playing as well as anybody in the country. So I feel like Alabama will win this contest. Um, I'm anxious to see what time it's going to be. I'm anxious to see what Auburn does here in just a minute because – I mean, Legacy Arena, I mean, Corey, you've been there with me before when it's rocking, and, and I'm talking about two Birmingham high school teams. Yeah. Well, you're talking about Alabama, Alabama and Auburn there at the same time playing uh, as a number one seed for one of them and playing against a number one seed in Houston as the other one. That plays the roof's going to come off that place. Yeah, it is going to be a great and electric atmosphere for Iowa and Auburn. And you better believe that a lot of Alabama fans have stuck around and, 
You know, Charles Barkley made the comment about he feels Alabama's going to win the national championship, but Alabama fans are going to root for Auburn, and Auburn fans are going to root for Alabama. I, I don't see a lot of that going on, but at the same time, you know, you can root and cheer SEC, 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 because it is, at this point in time, it is SEC versus the world, because you want to represent for your conference, and the, the further you go, it's kind of like the BCS, Luke. If you advance, you're making more money for the conference, and the further you go, the deeper the pockets get. Yeah, exactly. And look, um, I, I said this the other day uh, on, on a show I'd go on in Montgomery on Wednesday. <laughs> go on in Montgomery, yeah, on Wednesday. And um, look, I, Alabama and Auburn, they just don't get along, right? I mean, there's some people who say, well, I cheer for Auburn, I'm not playing Alabama and vice versa. And I think those people are lying. Okay? I've always said that. But, but I do feel like now, even though they don't like each other, I think there is mutual respect between the basketball programs and and the fans. Now, there'll be some that that won't admit to it, but as an Alabama fan, I can't help but be impressed with the fact that Bruce Pearl took what was probably the worst program in this conference and made them a top two or three program over over a five-year period. Absolutely. Meanwhile, if you're an Auburn fan and you're not respecting what Nate Oates is doing, you're just you're just hating. Welcome back to the Tide and Tiger Report. Call now at 694-1055 or take part on the WNSP app. Once again, Corey and Michael. Back to the Tide and Tiger Report here on the final drive. Corey LeBounty and Michael Vaughn are joining you. The Auburn Tigers have tipped off on TNT and just love the fact that as we were talking with Luke Robinson about the like and dislike for one another. Zeb Jasper for the Auburn Tigers said he'll be cheering for the Crimson Tide. And he said, I'm actually cheering for Alabama. I want to see them win. I want to see them have success because they're another <laughs> team from Alabama. And that coming from. That, that was going to light fans on fire. You had to know. But at the same time, you know, I, I can understand where if you're not from this state and you're not growing up either an Alabama and or Auburn fan, die hard that is. Well, again, it's the same thing with Charles Barkley. I respect Zeb for for speaking his mind and feeling and wanting to root for Alabama, but there's a lot of people who won't that that want Auburn to lose against Iowa and Birmingham, Alabama. But sport, sports fans are just funny like that. Sports fans aren't players. The like, the players might be rooting for each other, they, but like f- fans just aren't like. I'm not rooting for Auburn. Auburn ain't rooting for Bama. That's the great it, it part. Is what it is. That's, That's the great, the great best part, part about, about being a you sports can, fan. You can cut the line and exactly. again in this Tide and Tiger report. Wanted to go ahead and give you that update. Incoming freshman Tony Mitchell, a defensive back from Thompson High School that enrolled early, was arrested and charged with possession of marijuana with the intent to sell or, or, or deliver. And there was also a concealed firearm without a permit and a stop that occurred in Holmes County, Florida. So, again, details will continue to emerge there, but you just hate that that happens for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And the Alabama Crimson Tide, big-time win today, 96-75. to Can the Auburn Tigers pull it off against Iowa? And will your brackets continue to be busted as March Madness has begun and is upon us? Picks Pete is in the building. We'll have the prep spotlight coming up next here on WNSP 105.5.